fly now? They fly now. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. My name is Roger Heathers. This is episode 68 of the podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, uh, Declan Kitchener. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. How, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, we're back after a bit of a break, aren't we? Yes. Um, stop for Christmas and now we're back in the new year. Welcome to a new decade. Oh yeah, 20s. The yeah, 20s. The, the roaring 20s. Isn't it strange that it's the 20s now? Yeah. Everyone's been saying that. Everybody keeps saying about that. I'm just waiting for the Charleston to come back, mate. Well, stick around, I've folks. Been, <laughs> I've been practising throughout the whole of the 2010s. <laughs> It's been completely irrelevant for a decade. Now it's your time to shine. <laughs> um, I'll be the best flapper there is. <laughs> so, um, uh, no guests today, which is the two of us, but we got a challenge. Um, we got a series of challenges, which we'll reveal in good time. Is this an addition to our usual challenge that we might want to reiterate for listeners, just in case they've not heard us before, now that we're on a new streaming service? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. That new streaming service being Spotify. Hello, if you're listening to us on there and you've never listened to us before. Anyway, yes. take it away, Roger. Okay, so uh, what we do is uh, Declan and I, um, we each go away to our separate abodes and we write a song in the space of a week each. And uh, we haven't. Uh, we bring them to this podcast um, where we record. Um, we tried to bring them to other podcasts, but they wouldn't have us. <laughs> we tried. The Joe Rogan experience, they didn't like it. Um <laughs> I could go on. Um, and then with these songs, we discuss them, take them apart, and we haven't heard each other's songs until we actually come here to record the podcast. Um, and then we discuss the lyrics and the chords and the uh, inspiration that went into the writing of the songs. And every now and then we kind of throw a weird wrench into the challenge uh, to make it a little bit more challenging. Uh, this time we've chosen... Well, we're, we'll, we'll reveal it a week at a time, but this week we've each watched the film Casablanca and written a song in some way inspired by that. Uh, yeah, Casablanca, the famous 1942 film with Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Bergman and Paul, uh, the other one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, basically, Rick Ilsa and Laszlo uh, in Casablanca, World War II. Uh, yeah, Laszlo and Ilsa have to get out of the city, uh, but they can't do that without being captured by the Nazis. And Rick has to sort of um, tangle with his past and try and work out whether he should help them or not. It's mm. If you've not seen it, how but also um just go and see it because it's a great great film it's a classic and it's um it's one i hadn't seen until you suggested it for this week's challenge i must admit the key impetus uh for picking casablanca this week was just because i wanted an excuse to watch it again (laughs) (laughs) i'm really glad uh you chose that film um really above any other because it like i say it's a classic and i really enjoyed it it holds up really well yeah, yeah, it does. It does. The characters don't seem too uh, uh, regressive or anything like that. Um, so I think it's my turn this week, isn't it? Um, to go first. To go first to play my song. We take turns, for those of you who are new, you Spotify people, you crazy cats. Uh, we shouldn't you say crazy that. crazy cats. <laughs> wonder so, what kind of... Like, <laughs> if anyone is listening on Spotify for the first time, it's just like, what on earth are these two doing? <laughs> so weird. Um, so I guess I'll just jump right in and I'll play my song, inspired by Casablanca. Um, so my song this week is called Downhearted, and it goes like this.
My favourite bit of it, just after having heard it once, is just uh, where you've got the... Is it the pre-chorus or the chorus? Where it's like... Um, so those... Yeah. Making the same old... Like, it just rises as it goes down each time. It's cool. I yeah, like that. thanks, thanks. Uh, that was kind of the point of the song where... Uh, so... Um, and then, obviously... It just kind of like rises and falls. It just does that. And when I got that bit of the song, I was like, hey, uh, I think I've got something here, you know? Um, so that's kind of where I got my sort of uh, the wind in my sails when I was actually writing. Um, so this song basically has, at least in my mind, uh, three distinct sections. Um, no, let's say four. Four distinct sections. The, the first one being the sort of... No, sod that. Scratch it up to five. <laughs> Six if we're feeling brave. <laughs> In fact, let's just count all the chords. Yeah. Um, Each chord is its own section. <laughs> so, like, the first section, I, I would say, is, like, the intro turnaround reset button, which is... Can I just say... Um... Before we um, started today, we were sort of jamming roughly over the chords to Jolene just for a little bit, which um, is A minor, C, D mostly uh, for the main bit, uh, which is the chord you're playing for the start of that. And you just said, uh, you sort of going off into something else earlier. It's just like, oh yeah, shit, I nearly played my own song. It's just like, I can see totally why you did that now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, so you've got that part, which is kind of a 
gets you back into the verse and blah blah blah. The verse being um, going down to the root and then you go. So in this case it's G. Yeah, so. And then obviously the reset there. Um, the second part of the verse is a little bit different because it doesn't kind of go up to that um, E minor there. Mm. Um, so there's not that... I think of going up there as like almost the height of where you could go uh, melodically and emotionally speaking. So the second time it does that, it does that. It doesn't quite go there, so it goes... Back down to the root, which is uh, which is my G there, um, and then so third section being the sort of uh, I think it's sort of like the bridge or the uh, connection to the chorus. Um, so you have um, is that where you've got the E flat in there. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, the E flat. I do love a good E flat in a G uh, scale song. Yeah, it's uh, it's just kind of like a very very obviously non diatonic, meaning that it doesn't really belong within the key of the song. Um, so you've got uh, this weird sort of run down here. Um, so an E minor shape, and then you move it to an E flat minor shape, but still with an E in the bass, which by itself is an ugly chord. But passing it works. Passing it works, yes, exactly. And then you've got a D minor with the um, E in the root still. Ugly, but in passing it works. And then a nice C. <laughs> and then you've got that um, E flat major, which you just said. Let me be back in your arms when I open my eyes. Then you got the D, which is the five, and then you make it. A, I think it's D org six, isn't it? I would just call that D augmented. I was going to say I do love the use of that to sort of like get back to the next section, as opposed <laughs> yeah. to just like doing a D or a D seven or something like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I've I've kind of fallen up with those um, augmented chords um, between now and the end of the last podcast. If there's one thing I hope anyone takes away from this podcast at all is like augment, augment and diminish your chords whenever you reasonably can. Yeah, if you get stuck on what to do and you're on, you know, say you're playing a G and you've got a D in there, a five of any song, try using that. It's just, it's romantic, it's, uh, it leads on. a classic songwriter feel. Yes, definitely, definitely. Very Gilbert O'Sullivan and that sort of thing. Um, and then obviously the fourth part and the final part being the chorus. I can see when we walk and be you got that uh, E flat major there. That doesn't stop me from reading the look in your eye. And then you got the org again. I can tell by your eyes that you hear me. That doesn't stop me from thinking you're telling me lies. I'm gonna lead you back to the root, and then it resets again. Uh, so that's kind of like musically what's going on. Um, have I missed anything there? Do you think anything needs commenting on? Um, I'm just trying to think. Uh, well, uh, it's not like a standard verse, chorus, verse, chorus structure. It's like bits of everything everywhere, isn't it? So yeah. far as I can see. Like, so you've mm. got like a load of like uh, key phrases, but it's not like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. It'll be verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, verse, bridge, bridge, chorus. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, it's one of my favourite tricks to use is like uh, sort of not going with the expectations of where like you think a standard song should go. So there are bits in the verse, you know, the up there, you might go, oh, we're going to the chorus now. It's got that feeling about it, but actually, no, it's still the verse uh, on paper, but it might make you feel that you're going up and down. The more you can make somebody feel they're going, whoa, 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 up and down on a roller coaster, 
it's with a, the chords is good. It's a difficult trick to pull off, like having uh, you know three or four recognizable melody elements, introducing them all, but then putting them in a random order so that you're still surprised by them, but that you still recognize them. It's a tricky thing to pull off, and I think you've done it quite nicely there. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Well, I think for me, it's it's less uh, like trying to write it down and like rearrange it and i just kind of like write down in the order that that i come up with the ideas um so okay so that's the music and then lyrically how does it tie in with casablanca and how was it inspired so i watched casablanca over a couple of nights um and replayed some bits and really tried to get in there and i could he watched the first 30 minutes one night then the second's 30 minutes the other (laughs) (laughs) i joke of course i just couldn't come up with like a way to like, uh, write a song about it. I was just like, uh, the war? Um, I don't know, <laughs> you know. Of all the gin giants in all the world. <laughs> <laughs> there is that sort of temptation to go, I'll quote one of the lines, you oh, know. the amount of songs that have got, here's looking at your kid in them. <laughs> yeah. I love how many times he says that, by the way. Yeah. Apparently that last one was, uh, improvised. Uh, in oh, the really? final scene, yeah. It wasn't meant to be there. Hmm. Hey, he I just kept it in. Made a good choice there, he did. Um, so, my song kind of highlights, well, it attempts to highlight the contrast between the Casablanca era of the film, which is set in the present in, in the film, and then there's the part of the film where it focuses on Paris, where um, Rick and Ilsa are, are in love, um, and they're having an affair, but um, Ilsa is actually married um, to a man in a concentration camp. Spoilers! Yeah, spoilers, by the way. <laughs> and, uh, and I wanted to write a song which highlighted the contrast between the unease of the present in the film, when they're in Casablanca, and the sort of joy and the, and the love of the, of the past when they were in Paris, this sort of golden era of their love. But there was still that sort of seed of mistrust mm. and that seed of not being able to fully uh, fulfil the potential of their relationship. Um, so you can kind of... Uh, see that most evidently in the chorus you know I can see when we walk I'm befriended but that doesn't stop me from reading the look in your eye so like you have a friend you have a lover you have whatever you have but you you're uneasy you know and I can relate to that feeling personally so I kind of put that into the song there introverts united (laughs) and then like I won't go into great detail but that if you were to study the lyrics here it really jumps between uh uneasiness of I don't know if I can trust here I don't know if I can uh, even get started with whatever I want to get started with. And then there's other lines where it goes, I will do as God wills. You know, whatever happens, happens. Everything's fine. I live, you know, in love. Mm. Um, so it kind of jumps between those two. So that's kind of the Casablanca link, is that it jumps between these two, just like the film does, you know, mm. and the Casablanca and the Paris scenes. Um, and that's really it. I don't know if that fulfills the challenge, but that's what I did. Well, it's <laughs> a lovely little song that I kind of love to hear that like produced but like kind of uh almost like spanish guitar but like i loved when you were doing like heavy vibrato and things like that so like you could really do it like a really <laughs> retro like a, like um like a old nylon guitar player on stage or something yeah it would be pretty cool yeah oh, i do quite like that thanks a lot i wonder if i went for the nylon thing because there's that nylon guitar player. Yeah, there's a Spanish film. guitar player in the film. I wonder if that sort of got into my little head somehow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's all I can think to say about the song. Um, yeah, uh, it has that contrast. I mean, that's the really the main link. Um, other than that, um, I think that's really it. Well, it's kind of interesting, like, uh, 
sort of taking the emotional uh, path down it. Like, there's something that I've done before with things like um, Barry Lyndon and uh, uh, Amelie when I've written songs about them. It's like uh, centering on the emotions of the film and like uh, the emotional journey of the lead character. So it, it makes for good storytelling and it makes for a good set of lyrics. So Thanks. I do quite like that. I think, um, yeah, from what you were saying then, I think one of the main things that struck me was like, you know, I had that almost, especially as the first song of the run, I had that sort of like a bit of anxiety of what do I write about in relation to this film? And then I thought, I have to be as honest as I can. So rather than trying to describe like events in the film or like actual plot points, I will just go on sort of how it made me feel, you know? Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I mean that's a that's a kind of uh, good way to do it. Is how it made you feel rather than sort of rather than feel you have to recount the story or like uh, yeah. do anything like that. Yeah, that's exactly. Um, so that's pretty much me. Uh, I don't know if you fancy jumping in and doing yours. I suppose I must. Format dictates. <laughs> <laughs> it sort of certainly does. Convention dictates that I must at least try. Cool. So this is my song uh, this week, also inspired by Casablanca. Um, it's called Everyone Comes to Rick's. Catch the light and a silhouette Dumb luck and an open bed Gin joined the stage you said You was not famous yet Tall tales from the looks between you No words and no regrets of tricks We know that everyone comes to Rick's One more for the pile Then on to the next contender One more for the pile Then on to the next pretender Catalan on a faded face Um, it's uh, right off the bat it's a lot quieter than most of your songs <laughs> yeah no I was trying to come up with something a bit more fully fledged but it just it kind of Casablanca is kind of like a romantic and intimate film so it felt right to sort of pare that back down a little bit I suppose also there's been quite a lot of um, uh, softer bands being played at work and everything like uh, the new Bombay Bicycle Club album has been on the stereo a lot and then 
Uh, I've been hearing a lot of like Ben Howard and uh, uh, other soft stuff like that, like little comets, things like that. So mm. that sort of probably ended up feeding into it a little bit. You've got an acoustic. <laughs> well, I, I could still see a case of this being like a quiet electric song. Mm, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's kind of a simpler chord progression to what I normally use. Like if you ignore all the all that sort of stuff, like mm. it's basically just A flat mm. to F minor to A flat to E flat to A flat. It's just like three chords for most of it. Mm. There's a couple of tricks later on, but uh, I did tr I did try doing like a full chord like sing along version like. Doesn't quite have the same. It's nice, mm. but particularly when you get to the um, later bit sets, it doesn't quite feel a signature, for lack of a better term. Sure, sure. I think the song dictates that it should be soft and, and finger style as you play it. Yeah. Um, so that sort of. I was. I, came up with the music for this relatively late in the week. I think it was on the Friday or the Saturday. So once I had uh, that verse idea, it was just kind of like expanding out from that. Mm. Uh, so you end up just like playing around the game with E-flat. That's a great little bit there. Well, that was kind of inspired. There was only one sentence I knew I wanted to get in, or one phrase I knew I wanted to get in, which was, everyone comes to Ricks, mm. which uh, was the original title of the play Casablanca was uh, based on. Really? Uh, yeah, it, the play was never produced, but it was just turned into a film script and renamed Casablanca, but it was originally called Everyone Comes to Ricks. Uh, so, I was just thinking, like, how can I get that in there? Everyone comes to Ricks. Yeah. It's just like, got to be done. I think it's beautiful. I think it's a really very melodic song. I think this is one of the first times where your song's been softer than mine. Yeah. One of the first. It's, 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 it's a weird feeling. It, we, we will reverse this next week. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but then it just goes to a C sharp. Uh, C sharp minor over E. Beautiful. E flat. Um, then the cat's light on the fader face bed, you can't wait. It's just A flat to... A diminished technically, and just to a B flat minor to a C sharp minor, which and is a, the minor four, correct? Yes, yeah. Which kind of like your song, it's not strictly a verse chorus verse chorus structure. Like mm. uh, the bits end up in a different order when they get repeated. Mm. But it's just kind of like okay, I've got these tools. Let's just put them in weird places to see what fits with where. Yeah, it's got a very lovely non-linear structure, which I think plays in its favour. Because instead of, like, waiting... Because what, you know, what we do as songwriters quite often is when we see somebody play an original song, we'll dissect it on the spot in real time. Yeah, we're always watching the left hand. Yeah, and also just like, oh, this is the verse, this is the bridge, this is the chorus. Oh, they're going back to that. I knew they'd do that. Sort of thing. But with this, it was just like, it was so intimate in the way it was played, uh, you know, finger, finger style and stuff. Um, and also, it just made you listen to the lyrics, which I think is is a key thing because they, the spotlight is on the words with this song, I believe. Yeah, I should probably explain the words. Please uh, do. 
because you sort of took a more internal journey with the film, like uh, with the emotions of the characters. Mine is basically loads of backstage uh, uh, <laughs> anecdotes and facts. So, like, even the first line, catch light in a silhouette, there's quite dark lighting and quite atmospheric lighting used in the film a lot. So, yeah. like, you often end up with basically silhouettes of people. Uh, a catch light, the song is nearly called Catch Light, is when you, either on film or in still photography, you have a light set up off stage that catches the uh, eyes and mm. makes them sort of, like, shine a little bit. That's one of the things that really hit me visually looking back at the film. It's like a... Like in the scene where Rick's drinking alone or like whenever Ilsa's on screen in the dark with Rick, their eyes look like, you know, they're made of glass, like they're, you know, like they're three seconds away from crying, all of them. Yeah, yeah, glassy-eyed. <laughs> Which, um, look, you know, is just really interesting and, uh, you know, I just wanted to try and get that in there. Yeah. Uh, Dunlock and an open bet, gin joint, the sage is set. That's kind of like the setting of the film. Yeah. Uh, Tall Tales from the Looks Between You. That is actually a reference to the fact that um, uh, Humphrey Bogart's wife fought during the making of the film that uh, he and Ingrid Bergman were having an affair. Really? But they weren't. They barely spoke a word to each other, which hmm. is why you have the no words and no regrets thing. Yeah. Um, a bit one more for the pile, then on to the next contender. It's just a reference to the fact that most of the cast thought they weren't making anything particularly special, just like another film for the grind. Right. You know, it's back in the uh, Hollywood system where like films were more like vehicles for actors, which has never gone away, but it's like become less prevalent as time goes on. Mm. Uh, and sort of another bit that I knew I wanted to try and get in there was like the Mars Elysee. Uh, basically spoilers for Casablanca, but there's this fantastic scene halfway through uh, where the Nazis are singing uh, one of their, like, anthems. And bear in mind, this film was produced at the time that France was occupied. Mm. Uh, and the characters in the film all sing the Mars Elysee, mm. like, louder over the Germans and everything. And most of the uh, cast of the film was uh, European. So they most of them had, like... Uh, come and evacuated from uh, Europe. Right, right. Uh, yeah, because of the Nazis. So when you see, like, you know, there's shots of people crying in that uh, sequence and, you know, that's real. Yeah, that was... Um, it's, that's something very powerful for me. Me too. I mean, the film was very, very, very good, but no scene got me as emotional as that one did. It hits you like a ton of bricks. You can't ignore it. Yeah, because it's like, you know, most of the film is just like a romantic uh, fantasy and everything. But, like, that scene is, like, so tied into that specific moment in time and it's so real. So that's why I wanted to get that in there somewhere. Mm. This is why when you repeat the... Uh, it mentions, like, a real feeling and everything right before it goes back into seeing the anthem out, the Mars Elise singing. Right. Oh, that's... Very well-constructed song you've got here. Not only uh, melodic and pleasing, but uh, you've done your research. Yeah, I always do my research. Um, <laughs> Airplane on a tiny set, old words and no regrets. That's just a reference to the last scene of the film, which has been uh, parodied and referenced and done so much by other uh, media that I won't even bother discussing it. 
Uh, the only other thing is catch. I changed the line in one of them, uh, catch light on a faded face, because there's mm. this soft filter that the uh, cinematography used uh, for Ingrid Bergman whenever she's just on her own. I love those shots. Yeah, like, you know, you compare the shots of, for example, Rick uh, sitting alone in the bar drinking, and it's, like, very, very sharp, and, like, um, other than, like, the catch lights and everything, it's all very... Uh, like crisp and then you go to a shot of Ingrid Bergman and like it's sort of suddenly faded around her and uh, mm. she's shot from her left side which she preferred and uh, yeah it's uh, yeah it looks really cool <laughs> it does that's it, where I'm going with that it's almost like Disney-esque like it really shows her in a very feminine light exactly yeah but uh, yeah that's what all the words mean I thought I should probably like explain all the references just in case anyone out there was going what does this have to do with Casablanca? It does. <laughs> <laughs> I think you explained it perfectly. Um, wow. I mean, that's all I can say. You got a great song with a lot of substance. You know. Yeah, a lot of substance that needs explaining. So whether that's uh, positive or negative. <laughs> so for you, because we often try to, you know, crowbar in our diminish this and our augmented that. For you, were you? Uh, purposefully trying to write something a little bit more straightforward this time? Not necessarily. Like, um, when I was, uh, when I sort of found that first bit, uh, I thought I was going to be able to turn that into something, like, more meatier, for lack of a better word, which I've, you know, done before. I'll have, like, an idea and then I can base chords around it and I can, you know, take it off somewhere else. Mm. But this one just ended up staying... Uh, that simple all the way through because I couldn't think of another way to sort of expand it. Like, uh, in fact, originally it was just... I had to add in a... just to have something there. Mm, mm. You know, just something a bit different, so it ended up... Just uh, It helps, like, um, move between... Uh, notes and everything. Yeah, I often think of these type of songs, um, especially finger-plucked songs which are arpeggiated and that sort of thing, as almost like line drawings as opposed to huge murals. Like a big rock song with, with, you know, a fantastic drummer playing and bass. This is very much a mural with colours, whereas this is just a man drawing with a pen. Indeed. Um, Yeah, most of the time, like, I will end up just, like, doing, like, uh, even if I have, like, a melody thing, it'll be, like... be that kind of uh uh that kind of performance to it i'm just i'm kind of i wish i'd come up with something like more musically complicated but at the same time i'm really glad that this one has come out so different to the rest yeah i I think different is always good no matter what your style is different is good because you're expanding what you're doing you know you're trying new things that's what it's all about that's the point of the podcast as well isn't it Mm. like to you know try and promote writing different kinds of songs and using different techniques and like highlighting that you don't have to just use one four and five all the time you can you just don't have to yes exactly um just a real quick uh backtrack that reminds me that's the reason i wrote mine in um like six eight or whatever it is rather than four four i was gonna say like uh it's sort of six eight but it doesn't quite register as six eight 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and the, the only reason I mentioned that is just because I wanted to start this new season off on a foot of something slightly new, you know, something kind of a challenge for me. Oh, I try and do that all the time. I end up, if I'm ever, like, got a set of chords, I... And I can't get it to work, so, oh, OK. What if it's in free fall? And then I just can't do it, so then I end up just going back to... Uh, <laughs> Go back to 4-4. Four, four. The great thing about 3-4 and 6-8, there's two things that can be highlighted with that. It's like, with 3-4, you can get this sort of like, um, this thing where you get the root and the fifth in, so you go... Which gives the room, uh, the chord, like a bunch of room to like really um, sing, and then a lot of space. And then um, with 6-8, you can have things like... Um, Like, where you really, like, voice each note of the chord. Yeah. But they all have their own qualities, which is cool. Each morning I wake up at Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best ones. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think it is cool to try those sort of different approaches. Um, I think having a few in mind as well that you can go to, like you said with yours, if, oh, this isn't working, let me try it in 3-4, is a cool one to go to. Well, back uh, in the earlier days of the podcast, what I used to do quite a lot, if I couldn't get, a, if a chord sequence just seemed a bit like generic, I used to just reverse it a lot. That was the fun one. That's smart. That's smart. SMRT. I mean, SMAR. I'm going to try that one at some point. Um, did you have any, because uh, obviously we've had a, a gap, did you have any things that you thought of in the gap? Not like song ideas, but just like a chord that you wanted to use or anything that you kind of wanted to bring to this season where you were like, oh, I should do more of that this time. Um, nothing has sprung to mind, uh, which is probably a bad thing to say. Just <laughs> <laughs> um, more of the same, please. <laughs> um, no, nothing. nothing's... Um, I haven't, like, discovered a new interest or a new style or a new thing. Like, holy shit, I need to write a song like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't think it's a it's a necessary thing to have in, in each gap. Um, I only mention it because, um, like I say, I, I had that augmented chord thing to do with the fifth of a, yeah. of a scale. Um, but, yeah, it's always good to try new things is the general thing. That's, that's the reason we're here. That's the reason we're here, folks. Um... Right, okay. Uh, what do we do next? I'm rusty. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to say about your song at all? Uh, no, not unless there's anything you want to ask about it. Uh, no, I think you covered all bases, really. Woot. All right, shall we uh, wrap up? Can do. So that's it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Cheers very much for listening. Uh, if you want to comment on anything you've heard, uh, you can leave a comment on SoundCloud, you can leave a review on iTunes. I don't know if there's anything you can do for Spotify, but, you I think you, know, you can subscribe and... Uh, follow. Follow. Yes. Uh. So please do that, because that is all fun and helps, and it's lovely. Um, uh, but, yeah, if you want to get in contact as well, just send an email to weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com, uh, and we will, uh, you know read that out on air if you want uh and if you want to send us in a song that you've written in a week or maybe a song you've written about casablanca or you know anything at all that's fine we enjoy getting uh emails and letters and things uh letters we've never had letters i wish we could get letters do your uh, weekly song podcast yeah yeah if we ever do get a letter it's gonna have to be read out in like a very plummy <laughs> voice they are weekly song podcast i was listening perchance on the last episode and <laughs> i turned on the wireless one cold winter night yeah 
to discover these two idiots talking about augmented courts. Um, augmented, I said, and I grabbed my quill and parchment and I wrote this letter. Yours sincerely, Reginald Dwight the Fourth. Quite so. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I suppose we should probably talk a little bit about next week's challenge, which um, uh, is going to be, we're going to be like inspired by something each week of this run and i think for the next week it is going to be a painting it is going to be edvard monk's uh scream Ooh. Ooh. um should have saved that for halloween really shouldn't we <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably yeah just a quick thing um uh, we'll mention this in a moment but you can actually see the painting and any of the uh references we're using each week on instagram i'm going to be posting uh, some of the clips and that sort of thing on instagram so you'll be able to see those and follow along visually as well as audio wise well that's news to me i shall uh, be doing this is this convincing <laughs> <laughs> kind of uh yeah so where can they find you roger they can find me on my Bandcamp, which is rogerheathers.com. Um, all these are going to be in the links on the SoundCloud and on our Facebook and that. Um, <clears throat> Instagram, at rogerheathers. And uh, I'll leave it at that for now. So those two are the main ones, really. Cool. Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on SoundCloud, which uh, is just Declan Kitchener. If you look at the Weekly Song Podcasts following, I'm on there. Uh, I should also mention that on Roger's Bandcamp, you can find uh, Winter Tape 8, How Sweet, and uh, Grim. And uh, next week in Munster, all three of which were released last year and all three of which are excellent. Uh, and I play on one or two of them. Don't let that put you off like it's uh, doing to the seagulls outside. <laughs> uh, cool. We shall see you next week then. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.